Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello again and welcome. It's me, Ken Rundle, and with me is Philip Cosgrave, Yara's country grassland specialist. In a previous podcast, I discussed how Yara would use the 2023 crop tech event at Stonely to recommend arable farmers take time at this stage in the cycle to step back and review their systems in the light of experience and any lessons learned from the past season. Now, admittedly, Philip, with livestock to manage grassland, farmers invariably have fewer gaps in their schedules. But that isn't going to stop you urging them to do the same thing. They've had a lot thrown at them in the 2023, and there are lessons to be learned, aren't there? The 2023 season has been characterised again again by unpredictable um, our unpredictable weather. I guess we started off with quite a dry early start of the year, um, and then we had a quite a wet March, um, and then it kind of became more kind of um, I suppose normalised rainfall levels and temperatures in kind of April and into May, and then it started becoming um dry again and um you know we saw grass growth levels falling off then in in june but then at the end of june weather broke and we've had a very i suppose wet um second half of the season from the end of of june onwards and that has obviously it's been quite good for grass growth i think grass growth generally has been above five-year average from that from that period from the end of june onwards but certainly um, it has been a, um, a challenge probably for farmers to utilise that grass that they've been growing. And I guess that has continued on through here to, to you know, the autumn um, and into early winter where, um, you know, the rain has has um, continued to fall. Um, and that has basically been a challenge for farmers, particularly to keep animals out and graze animals, extend grazing out into early winter. And I think what I'm hearing back from farmers, both from dairy farmers and beef and sheep farmers, is that, um, albeit that, you know, grass, there was grass there, maybe a challenge to graze it. But I don't think livestock have done quite as well this year, particularly daily live weight gain on on, um, on beef and sheep farms, I think, because of wetter grass, lower dry matter intakes. And I think that has impacted um, uh, livestock performance. And I think livestock prefer drier conditions as well. So I think that has been, you know, I suppose to to sum up kind of the the last um, the the last eleven months or twelve months. And as we were saying, it, it it's worth then looking back at all of that work and effort and stress to a certain extent, and then just thinking ahead, taking time to just to consider and think what it means for next season and their systems. Yes, and what you know, even though it's obviously it's a, as you said, it's it's a busy time on on livestock farms. You know, twelve months of the year, there's no real, you know, time where you're um, twiddling your thumbs thinking about something to do. But you know, now is the time, I suppose, to you know to to look back on 2023, but then to you know make plans then for 2024 and and maybe doing things slightly different and learning from 2023 and and, and previous seasons. Much of the change on grassland farms tends to involve livestock, as you said. Do you think that means farmers focus too much on that and don't consider the other aspects of their farming systems? They they probably have done more so in the past, but I think farmers now realise was the 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 importance that um, other aspects of their business 
um, have on that on, on their livestock. So you're looking at, at grassland management in particular, um, soil fertility, soil health, um, cropping types, cro- cropping systems and strategies. I think this is something that farmers are um, recognizing the importance of and that they are um, spending more and, and spending more time on getting those aspects of their farming system right. It's, it's as well as the grassland management, there's other things on their farm as well, the actual structural activity. And this is where, you know, something like um, roadways, for example, and buildings. But if we look at kind of roadways in particular, because of the, the, the wet year, I think roadways probably have suffered on farms. Um, and if those roadways are not um, maintained properly over the winter months, I suppose the winter months is a good time because livestock are going to be inside. But you know, for particularly for um, from an environmental perspective, that um, we're looking at, I suppose the runoff from roadways and where that runoff is going. So they, that needs to be taken into account, um, and also just you know the, the structural breakdown of of that wet weather has um, led to roadways um, becoming, say. Um, more holes coming on them or, or, or breaking the edges of them starting to be eroded or that, you know, certain aggregates are moving to the top and that's posing an issue then for um, for livestock walking on them. And that's obviously, you know, lameness is a big issue, particularly on, on dairy farms and, to, and, and roadways have, have um, yeah, play a part in reducing um, lameness in, in dairy herds, particularly in your in, in those spring block dairy herds that are going to be using roadways. You know, if you're spring block calving, you know, generally there's going to be, um, it's a really busy time on farms because you're calving a lot of animals in a very short period of time. But this is where it's important to um, make sure that those um, facilities are, are, are up to spec for that very busy period. And even the type of rain we're having, this sudden heavy downpours, not just rain, but the way it's falling, it's showing up all kinds of weaknesses in various paddocks, for example, that uh, are wetter than ever before or drainage systems that are vulnerable. It's that kind of thing, as well as the roads to look at, isn't it? And it's, you know, that's where, um, you know, we've we've seen in other years as well, just to go on, uh, I suppose, specific on uh, specifically on, on nutrients. And we look at kind of nitrogen and sulfur um, going into the spring because of that I suppose this wet period where, where we've had, our, um, you know, above average uh, rainfall levels that um, that we see that that then um, has an impact in springtime with with response to applied nitrogen and, and sulfur in particular, because we know those um, those two nutrients in available form are leached easily. So obviously, the more rainfall we get over the over the winter. Um, is going to remove or, or leach more of those available nutrients out of that, um, you know, the top couple of inches of your soil profile, which in turn then um, can hamper then uh, grass growth then when soil temperatures improve and growth conditions improve and day, day length increases then in, in um, when we get into the end of February and, and, and March. But certainly from, you know, and I, I've seen it on farms where there may not have been issues with, you know, with ponding, say, in certain areas and due to maybe surface compaction or maybe compaction at lower lower levels and um, that 
you know, now is a good time to be looking at that and assess those areas that need to be corrected. Now, now, now is not the time to correct them in fields. It's, you know, you need to have drier weather um, to to sort those issues out, but certainly to be assessing where, um, you know, there may be an issue with drainage in, in, in paddocks and fields. And even consider your, your rotation and use of paddocks, you know, maybe one one's better suited to a drier time of the year or whatever it might be. It's the kind of thing that needs just needs a thinking about this should, I suppose, happen, you know, earlier on in the year, probably in August time when we're planning that autumn kind of autumn rotations where, you know, we try and, and graze paddocks probably are, are drier. And because they're drier, generally that grass starts growing on them a little bit earlier because obviously um, grass doesn't like wet feet as uh, like any crop does. So the air, the drier it is, the, 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 the earlier grass is more likely to start growing. So they're the ones to be, I suppose, uh, eyeing up to have first grazings in, in, in the spring. You mentioned soil analysis just now. Um, I suppose it's a time to be comparing, let's say, soil analysis with the analysis of your silage, just to give some idea of what, what, what nutrients were taken off the field. And that ties in with what nutrients are still in, in, the, in the soil. That soil analysis is, is um, you know, is pre precision farming. You know, in, in practice anyway, and that we've been, you know, soil testing has been around for a long time, but maybe farmers don't think that it is precision farming, but it is. And this is where um, now is maybe, uh, you know, picking the right time for soil and for, for taking soil samples. And if you've got up to date soil samples, when that's that's OK, or whether some maybe try and soil test maybe a quarter of their farm each year and that that's it's important to get that done and to get it. We, we would like to see soil analysis being carried out at roughly the same time each year. So there's a level of consistency and on how the actual samples are being taken as well. So. Obviously, soil samples, you're, 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 you're basing a lot of um, nutrient management decisions on this small you know, sample of soil that you're removing from a field or a paddock. Um, so it's important that um, you take that soil sample correctly and that it's representative of that particular area. So soil sampling, but then use that soil analysis then um, to plan your nutrient applications for the year ahead on the crops that you're growing on your farm, whether it's grass, grazed grass, whether it's grass for, you know, first cuts, second cuts, third cuts, or whether it's arable crops that you're growing on your farm. So um, it's, you know, it's fundamental to have that soil analysis. And in many, in, in most jurisdictions now, it's uh, a kind of a requirement, a, a regulatory requirement to have soil analysis before you can go and purchase um, particularly phosphate fertilizer. We've talked there about uh, immediate jobs to do, as it were, jobs on the on the on the to do list. But there are other ones that maybe take a bit more time to research, to find out a bit more about. In other words, making up a list of the things that during the next year farmers can take time to consider, spend more time visiting consultants. I'm thinking of things like new grass seed mixtures and those kind of things which take thought and discussion whether you're measuring grass on platforms like AgriNet or PastureBase, um, or whether it's just from your own experience that you can see that fields or paddocks are not performing. And this is a time now to be looking at, at their performance and then assessing those, the, I suppose, the, the varieties that are growing in that particular paddock need to be changed. And this is where we're looking at, you know, for example, you know, bringing that, you know, some of those other points we mentioned earlier about, you know, soil drainage or whether it's soil conditions um, or, or taking cognizance of the fact that our weather is more 
unpredictable now, it seems that, you know, we're looking at other, um, you know, varieties that can deliver on some of those areas that perennial ryegrass probably can't. So looking at, at um, you know, timothy and fescues that, you know, I suppose can give a certain um, element of, of, of um, consistency where maybe perennial ryegrass um, is failed slightly, particularly in, 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 in wetter conditions um, and in drier conditions, very dry conditions. And then you're looking at other things like inclusion of clover, um, and herbal lays or, or, or multi-species swords as they're called in some areas. Um, so these are things that um, are worth kind of looking into now. Um, I think, you know, there are people in the trade, I suppose, have time now to, to speak to farmers um, about making, you know, plans about the year ahead. And I think that that should be um, something that should be high up on a, a farmer's priority at this time. And presumably folk like yourself at Yara are available to help in this process. We're free to help out farmers, particularly on the nutrient management side of it. Um, you know, we can we've there's area managers down at all across the, the UK and Ireland. So it's it's quite easy to to find contact numbers there for myself or for um my colleagues, and they're always happy to to help whatever way they can, and they're all um facts qualified as well so they're they they know what they're talking about so to summarize philip what's your key messages the importance i guess of of just taking some time out you know that you're it's it's very easy to caught up in the day-to-day -day runnings of the farm but to take some time out um and to kind of pick through um the last year's performance of the farm particularly in, in in you know grassland performance but also livestock performance um and you know be be, be not to be over critical but you know to to ask yourself questions and whether this is um, whether you're happy with with how certain parts of the farm are performing and you know can i change things can i learn things um i i know recently um i was on a farm and a dairy farm in, in, in Ireland here. And um, the farmer had, had had drawn up standard operating procedures for lots of different areas of his farm. And he thought that basically was very helpful with um, staff in particular, or if there's changes in staff, that they have an idea about how to do things. And, um, you know, if, if it comes to, um, you know, training up new staff that they have these standard operating procedures so that they can they can look at and familiarise themselves with how you do certain um, jobs in the farm. I thought that was a really good idea, you know, and something that's employed in other industries, but not something that we see too much of on livestock farms. But certainly it's this looking back over the year and then planning then for the year ahead. And I suppose, with, you know, an interest, a, a topic that I'm very interested in is nutrient management, but, you know, I'm looking at putting together a nutrient management plan for the year ahead. It's not necessarily going to be, um, you, you can't stick to it 100%, but certainly by having a plan in place, um, it gives you, it gives you a steer on, you know, growing those crops as economically and as sustainably as possible. Thank you, Philip Cosgrave, Yarra's country grassland specialist. Lifting your nose from the grindstone for just a short while can show dividends. Time just sitting around is not always wasted. Can I wish everyone the best of the Christmas season? I was going to say holiday season, but it's farmers I'm talking to. I'm Ken Rundle, and I'll be back with the next podcast towards the end of next month. So join me then. 
Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.